0: This program is powered by TASCAM. TASCAM's Mini Studio Creator US42 is your new personal production and online broadcast studio featuring a professional quality audio interface and a number of unique real-time effects. The Mini Studio Creator delivers everything you need for your podcast or webcast. Find out more at TASCAM.com, part of the Gibson family of brands.
1: USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio. Expression through innovation.
0: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention.
2: Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team.
1: We're already putting together the best men. With all due respect, sir,
2: so am I.
0: These people may be isolated, unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have
2: indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready.
0: And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Proud to say, issue 149. Ooh, Ooh. We're very close. Ooh. But. <laughs> some sad news. This is the last episode, or last issue of the four of the one forties. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> okay, leave the cliffhangers to Agents of Shield, shall we? <laughs> All right. Oh my god! Speaking Meanwhile, a small corner of the city and the home of real bad pain. <laughs> Uh, You don't know real bad pain until you sat in a production meeting for 12 hours straight.
1: A 12-hour meeting?
2: Yes. Like I said, the home of real pain.
0: Yeah. Well, it uh, is, is Kylan, Eric, and Mike bringing you uh, all the Marvel news that, well, actually it's the... 2 weeks before it's, Christmas and there really right. isn't much Marvel news.
2: No. There's <laughs> no not.
0: not a lot. But gee, I wonder why Hmm. But we
2: do have some uh, some juicy events in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we weren't able to do a recap last week because we had special guest, Brian Kessinger. By the way, thanks again to Brian for, sh- for uh, showing up and, and spending oh, yeah. the evening with us. Yeah, man. Uh, that that was definitely one of the more fun interviews that we have done yes. in a while, if not ever. Well, I'm, uh, Seriously. I'm just, I'm just
0: going to put it out there. Brian told us after the show that It's one of the more fun shows he has done ever as well, so. Oh, really? Kudos. You were there when he said Well, yeah, I mean,
1: but that's right, he did.
0: Don't you remember?
1: Yeah, we were all punch
0: drunk, so, you know.
1: There are things that I'm not sure if they actually happened the way I remembered,
2: (laughs) you know. Let's just say that fun was had by all. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time that I laughed so much during an interview, and...
1: It was that I was just on the great right. stuff. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, because I mean, we went out in left field, and he just came along with us. I was just like,
2: but you uh, know, if you're listening to this show tonight or this issue uh, via iTunes or, or downloaded it off the uh, the website at webegeeks.org. Uh, dot, org. dot uh, net. Uh, No, it's not dot org. It's dot net. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're all a little punch drunk this evening just a uh, touch i wish i'd been drinking punch that would have made it much more sense but anyway if you're listening to this issue and you haven't listened to last week's stop what you're doing put us on pause go and then, back and listen to that
0: and play us on the other one
2: <laughs> yeah there you go
0: put us on pause and then play us again <laughs>
2: we'll wait <laughs> Listen to us now, then think about it later. We're we're still still waiting. It's kind of like in Spaceballs, you know. When is then now? Soon. Soon. (laughs) See, even the dog says you should pause this. (laughs) (sighs) So uh, anyway, um, we do have some events from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and, guys, I just want to get your thoughts about this. I mean, we've got uh, we got two episodes to cover. Right. Uh, episodes seven and eight, Deals with Our Devils and the Laws of Inferno Dynamics. Okay, first of all, I, I give bonus points to whoever wrote that last show title. <laughs> yes. Just kind of like, you know, <laughs> I see what you did there.
0: See, <laughs> that's what happens when you have a show that is in the death spot on ABC. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just kinda like the what have we got to lose season?
0: <laughs> We're gonna throw big words at you.
2: And a lot of pyrotechnics, courtesy of Robbie Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and and what appears to be Johnny Blaze. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that if that did not just tickle the jollies of every Ghost Rider purist out there to say yes, there's a chance <laughs> that you have no soul. But I tell you what, what really tripped me out most about that is that the spirit of vengeance does not exactly have much of a sense of commitment. I mean, it jumps from the original Ghost Rider into Robbie, mm-hmm. and it jumps into Mac and back into Robbie. Yep. Just when you thought you couldn't make Mac, any more of a, a of a, a bad dude, a tough hombre? Oh, let let's let's give him a little hellfire. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I'm like,
1: you know, he just comes walking in, he just r- riding in, shooting. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Why not? I want that shotgun.
2: Yeah. I, I am not a gun freak. I am not an ammophiliac or, or whatever they call them. But by God, oh. I want that shotgun. I, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I, can, uh, chop, I can shoot some zombies, then I can chop some firewood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the same
1: tool. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. I've been. I actually. I. I. I would be lying if I did not say that. If I said that I had not gone on a Google search to see if such a weapon exists, just purely and for yes, for research,
2: does. research,
1: research purposes. And yes, it does. Yes, it does. He
2: he 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 he. You know, Christmas is in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Actually, wait a minute. Today is one the week. Sixteen. We <laughs> a week and a day or something like that. Now, guys, shotgun. Home. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dude! I think you win the reference tank tag team for tonight. <laughs> oh, my favorite! Oh, yay,
0: you repeat that one more time, Kyle? <laughs> now I got a mach-
2: now
1: I got now I got now I have a
2: shotgun. Ho, oh ho ho, ho
0: ho.
1: Yes, right.
0: I'm just writing <laughs> I, I, this down think- because episode 149.
2: <laughs> now I have a shotgun. <laughs> oh ho oh, oh. ho. I,
1: I, 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 I think I am inspired to wear my my Die hard ugly Christmas sweater t-shirt tomorrow or a sweatshirt.
2: Yes, I will. Does it have like a cross stitch rendition of the Nakatomi Tower? roof exploding?
1: It it has, like, the cross-stitch of, like, what the computer, you know, the the little icon that was on the computers. It has that, and it has, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, there you go. And it has yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, yeah. All all the beautiful trappings of that wonderful Christmas movie that we know as Die Hard. Yes.
2: (laughs) And you're just really putting to shame my Christmas sweater that just has two gingerbread men fighting with lightsabers
1: but see that's awesome still see, not as awesome that. as that I,
0: and here <laughs> i am with no christmas sweater no hanukkah sweater to no. speak of
1: i i i and I, I wore my other ugly christmas sweater today it has a leg lamp and it says for g lay across the top so you know
0: actually i i can't say that i do have a minor league hockey jersey, Christmas jersey. Okay. So. Okay. That might work. There
2: you go. How did we get off on this? Uh, Cause, because cause I this said, "Now, we... guys, shotgun, ho, ho, ho." <laughs> we have more we... tangents than a high school geometry class. I'm telling
0: you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this
1: reason right. why we, when we when we when we have our mission briefings and we and we're trying to plan tactical assaults, we end up going now for pizza.
2: You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, director Mace would just have a a crap fit if he if he listened in on one of these, wouldn't he? I, I, but I think he would like us, though.
1: That's the thing.
2: We are a team that trusts because a team that trusts is a team that triumphs. That's true. And, team, and, that and there changes. ain't no trust going on with that with that man anymore. Anyway. No, 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 no. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> oh my God! When you're a ghost and you can you can call somebody on the b s is it just me or or do y'all just not like love it when Fitz gets up the gumption to call somebody out on something yes
0: yeah
1: fitz fitz has let oh I- Okay, I'll be nice. Fitz is uh, Fitz has really gotten a, a, a backbone. I was about Fitz to say he let grown a pair of
2: brass ones is what he's yes, done. he. Yes,
1: he Okay, see you. You said I was about to say that, but you he he
2: let them grow and drop. And I'm like, oh my gosh, fits okay. And if you remember, at the start of the series, way back in the past, episode one, season one, mm-hmm. did any of us see this coming? No, no. Uh-uh. We thought they no. they'll
1: just keep them as the quiet techies, and you
2: know, them two were just as as stereotypical as you could get.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Complete with their seven... Uh, complete with his seven drones?
0: Yeah. Which you know, I would like, love to oh, see okay, those you. return.
1: You know yeah, what? I, too. Well, I get they, the feeling...
0: They did once, briefly, but...
1: I, I get the feeling that if uh, things go the way that some people are saying they're gonna go they may just go all out and just bring out everything
2: might as just well saying, I, you know. I, and I will give I will give the writers on this show full props for for doing what they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in terms of character development and yes. they are developing these characters they really are and again we never would have seen this coming Mm-mm. Fitz and Simmons are pretty Pretty well developed and there's a lot Of interesting depth to them It,
1: it really is and I, I, I just I think it's A shame that that we're not Going to get to see more of That yeah possibly possibly yeah. Just as a the ride is starting to get good You know
0: yeah so, um, well, we've still been dealing with what episode seven, right? Yeah, right. episode seven, part. episode eight. Well, I found a breakdown of seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, they talk about Colson, Fitz, and Robbie visit the upside down, the sepia world. Yes. Um, and they, they they according to MCU exchange they say it almost mimics the Stranger Things upside down, um, but also kind of. But it, it's not like it, the dark dimension or the mirror dimension that was introduced in Doctor Strange. Mm-mm. So the best way to describe it is limbo. And then
2: okay. That that word alone just brings to mind a lot of X Men tie in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could just and I just give you two words, Ilyana Rasputin. Yeah. Ooh. You know yeah. where I'm going on this because if you say limbo, a realm of magic, is that not kind of what we saw? Yeah. Oh yeah. dude. So it could it would not take much effort to bring the I call it sepia world just because of the of the photo effects the the visual effects that went into it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: uh, sepia world is not a very far stretch from actually being limbo. No. Hmm. So that means you could get nastier. You could get sim. Uh, Baba Yaga showed up a time or two. Yeah. Hmm. Velasco. I mean, unfortunately you probably won't because Marvel studios and Fox have been at loggerheads so much. Right. But, but still, wow. It's still just, I'm just throwing that out there. Oh,
1: see, it, like that, that one episode, really, when you think about it opens so many possibilities for the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm Boy, sorry. Huh. We
2: just totally hijacked
0: your breakdown. Well, no, H- how about this one? Ada, Matt, Master of the mystic arts. An android? A spell-slinging android. What could possibly go
2: wrong with this? See? Now, see now that see now this is that perfect
1: mix of magic just being science we haven't figured out yet,
2: and that does kind of tie in with what we said before the season began. They're going to try to science the crap out of this magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, I, I you know,
1: okay, and and all the time that I played Marvel superheroes, like yes. I, I never, I never played with a team. We well, we never had an android on our team.
2: So now you are I, referring to the old. Role playing game put out by TSR, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. The one from the late 80s, early 90s. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, now. The Phaserip stat block and and karma and everything was rolled on die 100s. Yes, yes.
1: Yes. Now, when I played that game, there was one point where we we came across the Darkhold, and 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 I'll be honest with you, uh, pretty much the reaction to the Darkhold in the series was our reaction to that book because we all were familiar with the Marvel universe, so we knew what that book meant, you know, and and the and the, and the juju we carried with it. But um, I'd never imagined I, I just never fathomed an Android being able to read that book. And like you know, I mean if, I, if I'm not even sure if we had an Android on the team that we would say, hey, let the Android read
2: it. I mean, yeah. but well, I mean, when you think about it, there's not really any reason why? It's not if, if you follow the premise that has been laid out is that magic is just a form of energy. Mm-hmm. It's an energy source that we haven't figured out how to science yet, mm-hmm. how to manipulate. Basically, it's like manipulating electricity or or solar radiation or gamma rays. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing Marvel's gotten good at manipulating gamma
0: radiation.
2: Um, you know, with mixed results. Oh yeah, I don't know. The, but
0: the, the gamma, gamma radiation, everyone I've seen with gamma radiation has been a little green.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it's red. not ripe yet. <laughs> but why couldn't you? You, if it's just a matter of harnessing energy, mm-hmm. why could an android not do that? And I'm sure we're going to get people listening to this going. Well, you know, it's not really that. You could just you, you have to have some kind of bio-organic, you know, channeling some conduit through there, which is your body, and you just like manipulate it with your own life force kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not but <laughs> you know what?
1: This this is an LMD. It is, for all practical purposes, a sentient being.
2: Yeah. You know what these are? And Kylan, I know I've been waiting to to point this out because I know you will understand. This because you play the game. Mm-hmm. They're synths. Yes, they are. They're synths from Fallout 4. Now, whether Fallout 4 took their inspiration from from the whole LMD, which is quite possible, mm-hmm. given that life model decoys have been around in the comics for quite a while, and right. Fallout 4 hasn't. Right.
1: Ooh. See, and you know, see, the thing is. I'm, I'm sorry, you know AI, AI and You know, this is something that Marvel, Marvel likes playing with this question Anyway, you know Are we even ready for AI? Like, you know, in the romantic sense of it all. Well, yes, because, you know, we can have no androids and they will be able to they'll be free to think and they could be our friends
2: and blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. But
2: again, what could possibly go wrong? And I can't remember if this is episode seven or episode eight. Even Mace himself raises the question that really should have been raised several episodes ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Does nobody remember Ultron?
2: Exactly.
0: Yep. Well, let me continue on with this. With this okay, breakdown. please, okay. I'm sorry. All right. um, yeah. Mac, the new ghostwriter Mm-hmm. which we kind of touched uh-huh. on yeah we um, kind of
2: touched on that
0: the next one senator nadir's brother the newest inhuman
2: it yep. does explain her uh it does explain her interest in inhumans right
0: so
1: I mean, I mean dude was dude was in there for what six months uh, like really yeah wow
0: so um but I don't have um anything for episode eight. But then again, we haven't covered episode eight yet.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I believe before the season started, I called it. You would see Director Mace in a in a super suit.
1: You did. You called it.
2: Yeah. And we got hate to it. see him in a super suit. It, it when we right. <laughs> well, I don't think we needed to be telepaths or, or clairvoyants to see this one coming. It was not as colorful as... The one in the comics, but right. it was good to see him in a super suit. It was. And I would have loved to have seen him with Cap Shield.
1: I would love that too. Yeah. Um, might have been a little too close you know, for the MCU, but I would love to see it.
2: Well, I, I also would have loved to have seen Colson's reaction. Because mm-hmm. Coulson, Coulson and Mace are not exactly buddy buddy. No, they're not. Right no, 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 no. And I,
1: I was kind of hoping to see something closer to Cap's stealth suit. Yeah, but I was happy with what we got.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, he was not. He's not meant to be a public superhero kind of like Cap was. No, no, no. So that yeah, I kind of see that. It's it's got more of a law enforcement officer feel to it. Yes. I'm not. I'm not overly disappointed with the design. No, no, not at all. No, I'd like to see a little more color to it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I guess um, Inferno Dynamics. Um, yes. I guess we we'll continue on. Besides seeing Mace in the, in the suit, now so let's continue on with what happened with uh, Episode Eight.
2: Well, we see the end of Ghost Rider, or at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. Once once he's been teleported away with evil Uncle Eli. And the plutonium core bomb. What is it with bombs and supervillains?
0: I just—that's how they take over the world. Yeah,
2: that by making it all one giant crater. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but we—I do, do like the fact that for better or worse, Gabe now knows the true story of what happened to Robbie. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad yeah. for the kid because he's been lied to a strong lie, and I totally get why Robbie was lying to him because you know, if you're possessed by a demon out to exact hellish vengeance on bad people, that doesn't look very good on a resume. It really does. No, no. And it's not exactly something you want to talk about over Turkey at Thanksgiving. It's kind of like, hey, bro, what did you do this week? Well, you know, I took down the Fifth Street Loco gang, put their heads on pikes, and set everything on fire. Dude, that's so rad. It beats the crap out of what I did. I just finished the Fallout Nuka World DLC. Um... I, there was a cool comic book tie-in. Yeah. Yes, because it, when you have Daisy, who now is officially back into S.H.I.E.L.D., which we knew was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Couldn't last forever. She outs, herself, she outs herself as being you know in the area. And, of course, I will give Mace credit for this. He thinks strategically – in terms of PR, he does. Yeah, I mean, it's like when she when she goes public, you know, he comes out, he does damage control, says, "Oh wait, you know, she saved the day. She's uh, uh, she she's good after all. She was not the one causing the quakes. It was the real bad guys." And and not only does he like calm the 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 uh, brushfire of public opinion there but he also pretty much negates the uh, the blackmail that Senator Nadeel had on him yes so there you go. That was that was that was a brilliant move on his part. It was. But uh, Daisy and Coulson, they're they're talking about things afterwards, and where you find out, you know, we we found out all along that uh, Coulson wanted an inhuman as the the head of the shield. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't find out until more recently that he was pretty much forced to step down. Right. Right. Because the you know the president not taking very uh, a, a very good reaction to knowing that shield was still around was kept secret from him but that he actually wanted Daisy to be the head of shield that's which,
0: see, that's intriguing
2: which would totally make sense because the way she's been groomed for leadership all right. along and this is a this is another instance of where i think the the writers have been doing a great job of developing the character mm-hmm. over several seasons right because honestly a- after the midway point of the first season i was ready for her but to be killed off
0: right now i got one question why does why does everyone keep for these eight episodes how come everyone kept dancing around the ghost in the sky. their friends were the whole the whole riders in the sky with the Ghost Rider. Uh, let me. They
2: may not have been able to get copyright information on this it. This is
0: true. or permission. That's true. Let me see if I can get dialed in. As I could get to it. Okay, Okay.
2: You, you happy now? We, we've been hearing you try to play that.
0: I was trying to queue it, it up, up. <laughs> and then I hit play, play instead of... I was <laughs> like, is that, what, is that Ghost Riders in the Sky? But, but you now I'm not happy quite yet. Oh, no. Now I'm happy. Okay.
2: Ugh. <laughs> but I, on just going back to that conversation with Daisy and, and Colson about Daisy leading S.H.I.E.L.D. She just laughs and says, yeah, maybe in the comic book version. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I'm sorry. That's kind of like my favorite end joke of the season.
0: Yes. I'll tell you one of my favorite quotes out of this episode was, yeah, but you're drunk on power or you're drinking your own Kool-Aid or drunk on Powerade. I don't know. Never change, Colson.
2: that's a good one but uh I i think the last the last thing that i can think of that's that's really worth looking at in this episode is uh well, Agent May. Yeah. Or rather, the Agent May Android. Yep. yeah. And this is classic S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. LMDs replacing actual agents.
0: Yep. Happens well, all the time. It's funny that you said that. Um, there's the promo for Episode 9. Mm-hmm. And the promo, at the end, it teases um that the subtitle for the show's return will be Agents of Shield LMD.
1: Yeah. Actually yeah. they they teased that at the end of uh at the end of the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. So intriguing. Of course Shieldworth's gonna return January tenth mm-hmm. at ten o'clock. Um but the question comes down to will we see Felenda? You better and, uh, spell that Felinda. out. P-H-I-L-I-N-D-A. Okay. As in Phil and Melinda. Yep. Clark Gregg says, Melinda may be just around the corner. There's just one little thing.
2: The little okay. thing that, well, it, it's basically, she would be his love bot.
0: Clark Gregg spoke with TV line about this new direction for his character and May's relationship. Uh, his first quote is, in different moments, it's certainly something that has to, to have popped into their heads. And I love the difficulty of it. I love how dangerous it is because this is a job where family relationships really are not possible in the normal sense. She is so much more to him than a co-worker. Um, and then it was brought up. You now there, there's never been a it, that's never been in question. The relationship's always been more than professional, yet never quite romantic. And he he continues on. But I think there's a reason they're working. They've been working together for more than twenty years, off and on, without crossing that line. Certainly with the passing of Andrew Garner, May's ex-husband, and the inhuman killer Lash, something is different now, and that possibility is being explored. But I don't know. I have real passionate feelings pro and con. You know what I mean? We all have been in that situation like this with a close friend. And I think, boy, it makes me nervous. Just talking about it. If anything, if it's anything like the rest of the show for, Poor Colson is going to end up in heartbreak. These poor horses at the same point should be let out of this barn before they kick the rest of the slats out. On one hand, it's like, all right, all right, already. If it's going to happen, let's go. But nothing is that simple on this show.
2: Well, do you remember when May and Ward were having their little yeah love fest? And, yeah. and you remember how Colson reacted? Yeah. Colson was, all right, when May told him he was. Tom. Mm-hmm. He was he was rational. I he mean, was. he just pointed out, it's like, you know, this is not a good idea. All right. When Ward tells him, he pretty much goes off on him. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you, the guy's got feelings. I mean, you can say they're good friends, that they're, they're they're old-time friends, long-time friends, and they are. And yes, they have been hitting around at that for the past four seasons. And at one time, I thought that when May was in the lie detector and said that she had been married once, I was convinced that was Colson. Right. And at this point, with ABC pretty much have given Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the kiss of death with a time slot. Mm-hmm. What have you got to lose?
0: Nothing.
1: Go for it. Why don't you?
0: Don't need to lose a thing.
2: Hey, Phil, it's
0: May Day. <laughs> just be sure to ask about the red bikini first.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, right. So, so, where does she keep the gun? I was not going to go there, but thank you for doing what I was not going to do. <laughs> and you're welcome. I'm
1: just saying, you know. You know.
2: Yeah, I there. That's a legitimate question, I guess. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe. Yeah. So at least. So yeah, and and of course, Ada killing the poor guy who happens to stumble upon the real May. Yeah, she was definitely channeling some Ultron there. Mm-hmm. So the question does become: Who else gets replaced? Earth's Mightiest Heroes no 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 okay <laughs> although a thor l m d would would totally See that's how you bring the Avengers in without screwing up the movie continuity. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. You have you have Chris Evans show up on the show as a Steve Rogers
0: life model decoy. I mean sort of like how he showed up at Epcot today. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Do tell Uncle Mike. <laughs> oh, I was just doing my job when I looked by and I saw a bearded Chris Evans walk right past me with his family. And he's going to be on the show when i couldn't ask that question i'm on the i was on the job we're not allowed to ask that it's like taking pictures Uh, or asking for autographs that could get me fired
2: well dude we would definitely not want you to be fired no No,
0: but it was cool seeing the captain in italy italy yeah dude
2: you just ruined the story because no if you're gonna run into chris evans anywhere in epcot it's got to be the freaking american adventure
0: uh, it didn't happen that way. Oh man! One country down, missed it by one country.
2: Well, at least it wasn't in Germany. That's true. <laughs> that be would have be been more iconic. It would have been.
0: <laughs> but from what I heard, apparently he, he did stop and watch the watch Helga the holidays around the world storyteller in in Germany oh well there you go so um but how about a little damage control
1: yeah, how about a little damage control well you know um looks like it was last fall uh damage control was ordered up as a half hour comedy series at the air on ABC uh but since that time we haven't heard anything uh <laughs> not a there's word. An, not a word no cast uh no premiere day no nothing, um, which uh, oddly enough um, may be similar to NBC's uh, series Powerless, which is uh, set in our distinguished competitions universe, but is similar to Damage Control. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but it looks like Damage Control may be put to use. Um, it looks like that Damage Control may be making an
2: appearance in Spider-Man Homecoming you know mm-hmm. that would okay. be perfect
1: yeah yeah and that they, would be
2: they, the, they, the perfect intro maybe the reason that we're not hearing anything about damage control <sighs> is that they've been waiting for homecoming to set up the concept introduce the the organization and then boom tv straight from the 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 big screen to the small screen
1: right yeah and i think that would be I, you know that i mean we we've talked about it before there's been a few shows that either were that they're, they were either introduced on the big screen and ended up as a small screen series, or they were introduced in, uh, as part of a larger universe on the big screen and was spun off into its own small screen series. Uh, and that I think that that may be what we're going to get with this. Uh, re, and uh, the evidence is... Um, Well, there's, uh, some behind-the-scenes footage of Tyne Daly, uh, looking a lot like the Damage Control director, Anne-Marie Hogue, um, and, uh... She uh, she has a badge. uh, Well, in this uh, in the shot that was taken of her, she has a badge with the letters DODC on it. And and, uh, you know, if you want to go out on a ledge, uh, according to the writer of this article, uh, as in Department of Damage Control. Now, in the in the in the comics, Damage Control is a privately owned company. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, maybe they would do something different in the MCU. We don't know. Um, they could conceivably make damage control a uh, department, though, especially with uh, the current attitude toward powered beings being what it is. You know, so so we don't. Uh, the only thing is, we this is all speculation, um, but it would be the one thing that we could have that the one concrete, somewhat concrete uh, bit of knowledge that we would have that we have damage control coming as right. it were. Um, I mean, because uh, damage control still shows up on the list of up-and-coming Marvel series. Um, it's just that, like the article says, it's odd that we haven't heard anything.
2: You know, Well, it, um, would, it would make sense if this rumor is correct the speculation is correct that we're gonna see them introduced in homecoming Mm -hmm. you really don't want to get too you don't want to disclose too much no because you don't want to ruin the movie no so this this makes perfect sense to me
1: it's you know it's a great way to build a large a large fan base fast um i don't foresee them having the same issues that um Agents of Shield had in their first season.
0: No. Um it's going to be different, especially if it's a uh, a comedy, a half hour comedy. Right,
2: right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to follow so closely.
0: No,
1: no. So, so yeah. So that you know, that's what we have. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes and ears open on this, um, especially you know, watching uh, to see what's
0: going to happen with Agents of Shield as well. Right, because. Um, Well, this is a show we've been keeping a watch on for a while, anyway, because we Mm -hmm. we've been waiting. When is it going to happen?
1: Well, yeah, you know that's one of those things that, like, especially last year when it came out that they were not well when it was decided that they were not going to do Most Wanted, but you know, but Damage Control was control was still on the roster, but right. no one, no one gave anything specific after that, you know. Right. So yeah,
0: we'll see. Well, since we're so close to the holidays. What about uh, holiday offerings?
2: Well, you know, we still got about a week before Christmas, and I know there are people that are listening to this issue, and at least one person that's talking in this issue that still has shopping
0: left to do. You can make make it, too. Okay. What about you, Mike? Uh, I think we're all done. No, we nope. got a couple. We're almost finished here. Almost But, but I got to send a couple things out to you guys. Wow.
2: Oh, you know I know the perfect place to look and that, that would be marvel.com and their holiday gift guide. Uh this is uh presented by Marvel Publishing Women of Marvel and Thwip. Does that name sound familiar? Whip. Yes it does. With one uh, lovely lady named Lorraine Sink, yes, friend uh, of the show, friend of the show. Another great interview. Now there are a lot of great items that you can you can get for the Marvel Zombie on your list. Uh, You know, you know, figures, uh, soundtracks, uh, prop stuff. Like you too can have Captain America's shield. It's only going to set you back three hundred and forty nine ninety nine, but still, you can have it. Yeah. Um, but what got what really got my attention on this page uh, on this site mm-hmm. was something that you don't even have to pay for. It is a Marvel themed fireplace, and you've yeah. seen, you may have seen these on Netflix, where it's like an hour long video. All it is is a fireplace. Right. If you want the ambiance of a fireplace, you want the sounds, you want the lights, you you want the the crackle. Crackle of the firewood as it reduces down to so much ash and charcoal. Uh, yeah, that's really making it feel romantic, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And I confess I have pulled these things up on Netflix before. And just if I'm just working on something, I just want something for noise. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Marvel has five different fireplaces, uh, themed to Marvel characters, of course. So basically it's kind of like you're in their living room with around their fireplace. And okay. you've got a zoomed in version or a panoramic version. Uh depending on, you know, if you've got like a, a widescreen monitor or just a regular like a laptop Monitor or something like that. Uh, you've got Captain America, which is basically it's like a '40s living room. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, '40s living room, very, very, uh, very period authentic. You can look off to the to the right. You see like an old white tile kitchen, and you see like an old radio and a phonograph player. Uh, where on top of the fireplace on the mantle, there's the old shield, and you know next to his easy chair is like the new one. Uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, it's so typical what you would see in Tony Stark's house. It's very ultra-modern design, uh, ultra-modern. It doesn't even look like a real log fireplace. It's it's clearly a gas-powered fireplace. Uh, and hanging above the mantle is a big, giant picture of Tony himself, which, of course, you knew that was coming. Um, I was a little surprised to see Ms. Marvel on this one, but it's cool. It's like uh, just a... Just this nice little living room, uh, nothing fancy, looks like her house, looks like what you know she would have. And the only hint that there's a superhero in the house is like her costume, which is draped over the back of the couch. Uh, Thor, it's an Asgardian living room next to the bar because, you know, Thor's got to have a bar. Oh, yeah. Big, big wolf skin on the floor mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a fire that looks like you're ready to roast anything short of a uh, of a Volvo. And my potential Particular favorite Groot, Groot, which is basically—it's not really even a fireplace. It looks like a reactor core hatch has been removed, but you're inside. You're inside a spaceship, and it looks like a hatch going into a reactor, and and it's open and it's burning and it's flickering. And there's a little baby Groot right next to it. Hopefully nobody thinks he's kindling because that would just be bad. But something I noticed on mm-hmm. the group one, now I haven't watched. I haven't watched them all the way through because each one of them is an hour long. Think about that—an hour long, long time to have on your desktop, on your laptop, or your computer, or whatever. Yep. Right. But if you look at the group one, if you watch it long enough, there'll be Christmas music start up. It's kind of like a uh, electric guitar playing, uh, playing some Christmas music, and baby groups start dancing. This is the only. one. One that I have seen that actually includes some little something like that. I will not rule it out on the others. I just haven't seen them.
0: Now I'm going to ask, looking through this list of all the different products, is there anything that really stuck out in y'all's mind? You mean besides the shield? Yes. Um, So tell you, I I really am digging the color your own Star Wars, dude. I know. I'm just
2: telling you. If there was one thing on this page. Aside from The Shield, that would really be up my alley. It would be that one. Seeing as that's exactly what I did when I was in the industry.
0: See, there, there's a couple different ones. There's Color Your Own Little Marvels by Scotty Young. There's the Color Your Own uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um
2: now the Doctor Strange might be cool because you can just have fun with kind of psychedelic trippy color yeah. combinations, what have you.
0: But I would love to tackle the Star Wars one. Mm. The uh, rocket and crew stranded on planet strip mall <laughs> sounds like fun too. It does. So, mm. well, cool. Well, how about this? It is about that time. And mm-hmm. what time could that be? let well, that's Picks of the Week. And of course, that was the comic book shop, courtesy of the Shazbots. Um, do we do Rock, Paper, Scissors, Loser, Spock to see who goes first?
2: I say we'll uh, let Colin go first.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: okay. I was about to say, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay, let's go with my first pick, which, really? <laughs> You know, okay, Hydra just had to mess with us one last time because I go in to get my uh, pick, and I, I'm looking at like a whiteout screen and I'm like, really? Alright, here we go. Now my first pick is Power Man and Iron Fist Sweet Christmas Annual Number One, which uh, I would just have to tell you guys if you can, please get your hands on the uh, variant of this, okay? I'll just tell you right now. Uh, I'm Generally not one for variants per se, except for the action figure cover, because I became a part of that cult. But you have to get that the variant cover for this book. The variant cover
2: is definitely, definitely worth getting.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, would I get in the snow in a three piece suit? Doubtful.
2: But, you know, hey, steel hard skin. Um, I'm telling you, I, I want to see Mike Coulter in a three piece suit just once.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I I can see it happen. I believe we will.
2: I mean, I understand that that version is not really. They're not the same. They're not the same person. Does that make sense? I mean. the Netflix Luke Cage
1: just it, that's just not his vibe. No, it's not. No, he's definitely more of a
2: he's more blue collar.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, jeans and t-shirt. Definitely, you know. Yeah. But I just want to see it once. I don't care. Yeah. I,
2: I think you know.
1: I think he would clean up. You know, he'll he cleans up well in a suit. Like he. Yeah. I saw I saw Mike Coulter in a he was on a show with um last year for TNT. He played. Uh, the speaker of the house. And so you got to see him in suits and I'm just like, okay, it you know. works for me. And so, uh, power man and iron fist sweet Christmas annual. Number one writer is David F Walker penciler and the cover artist are Scott. Scar- or Scott Hepburn. You better not pout. You better not cry because you're getting an extra helping of Power Man and Nervous. This Christmas will be sweet indeed, but not for Luke Cage, who is feeling neither jolly nor holly. Surely Danny can change that or maybe these demonic toys will. Wait, demonic
2: toys? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> sweet Christmas.
2: <laughs> mm, I was wondering how long it's going to take.
0: <laughs> not long at all.
2: Not long at all.
0: So, Eric, why don't you go next?
2: Okay, my first pick of the week is a number six. It is Deadpool and the Mercs for Money number six, written by Cullen Bunn, cover artist Eben Coelho. There's a new leader in the Mercs for Money, and she goes by the name of Domino. But that doesn't mean Deadpool still can't have a say on the team's uniform. Rainbow Deadpool squad is back, new and improved. (laughs) Deadpool Power Rangers. That's, that's what this looks like. Oh, my God.
0: Well, my first pick of the week, Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy, number 15. Writer is Joe Caramagna. And I love this cover. It looks like a Guardian's ugly sweater, an, Christmas sweater.
2: An, an ugly Christmas sweater, yes. I wanted to choose this, but you'd beaten me to it.
0: <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Groot. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy versus a superstitious despot in a a Christmas Carol-esque con job. Caught on the wrong side of a bounty, the Guardians are determined to make things right and free some people while they're at it. A heartwarming tale for all ages, chock full of holiday spirit. So there we go. Okay.
1: Well, sounds like it's time for our second picks of the week. Yep. Um... My second pick is Cage number three. The writer, penciler, and cover artist are Gennady Tartakovsky. <laughs> and I swear I picked this one already. Trapped with Missy Knight, Iron Fist and Ambibia guest stars on the island of nowhere of Island of No Return. Cage and his cohorts are forced to battle strange beasts who walk like men. It's out of sight.
2: You have chosen this one. I was pretty sure I had, yes. Yeah, you had. And you know what? My but, second peak of the week is one that I've picked before as well. It is Squadron Supreme number 14, written by James Robinson, penciled by Leonard Kirk. Blur and Thundra may be the prisoners of Jim Hammond and S.H.I.E.L.D., but their rescue seems imminent when Nighthawk reappears to free them. But how will the resurrection of Namor affect their bid for freedom? Will he be friend or foe to the Squadron Supreme? Plus, Hyperion and Doctor Spectrum each make decisions about their futures with the Squadron. And as one hero returns from the dead, will another Fall the startling fate of Jim Hammond.
0: See, I almost picked another title that I had picked the last two, maybe three weeks, and I'm like, (laughs) No, I'm not doing it again. So I went with Spider Gwen number 15, which I would have picked anyway. But it's time for Gwen Stacy to stop running from Matt Murdock. After all, Earth-65's Kingpin of Crime might have a thing or two to teach the budding Spider-Woman. That's that. Okay. Mm. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week.
1: My final pick of the week is Black Panther... Actually it's our final,
0: just realized this is our final picks of the year. Oh man. Wow. right? Well my not, final
1: pick of the year.
0: Because it's not we're not doing picks of the week next week. Because usually the week between New Year's, Christmas and New Year's is very lacking.
1: Why, you know what? You're right. Okay, so uh so my final pick of the year is Make you good. Black Panther, World of Wakanda, number two. And the the writer is Tanahisi Coat or writers rather, or Tanahisi Coats. Roxanne Gay, and the penciler is Aletha Martinez, and the cover artist is Afua Richardson, Training Day. Ayo and Anika are given their first assignments as Dora Dur- Milaje, protect Queen Shuri at all costs. Meanwhile, T'Challa, the former king, lies with Bedfellow so dark, disgrace is inevitable. See a major plot point from Hickman's New Avengers run from a completely new point of view, one that changes everything.
2: Okay, and that's it. Well, my final pick of the year of 2016 is a number 15. It is Doctor Strange number 15, written by Jason Aaron, penciler Chris McCallo. Blood in the Aether continues as Doctor Strange's rogues gallery all take a shot at a weakened sorcerer supreme. Back during Original Sin, the watcher was killed and his eyes were removed. Ugh. Did not see that one coming. One eye fell into to the hands of the Orb. With that immense power, the Orb has set his sights on Doctor Strange.
0: Well, my final pick of the year is uh Star Wars Doctor Afra number two. Because you demanded it following the blockbuster finale of Darth Vader number twenty. Okay, this is this is just feels like it's a repeat of the write-up from number one because they have no creativity, apparently, this mm-hmm. month. Um, the new ongoing series coming this December from Superstar. Writer Karen Gillian and fan favorite artist Kev Walker comes Marvel's first ongoing series, starting an original character created in the comics. Follow her time in the clutches of Darth Vader, Dr. Afra barely escaped with her life. If he ever learns of her survival, he'll hunt her down to the ends of the galaxy. But for now, it's time for the return to what she does best, with droids Triple Zero and BT One in tow. She's off in search of r- rare artifacts. From the Galactic Center to the Outer Rim and everywhere in between. Aphra's got debts to pay after all. Just as long as she can stay one step ahead of the Empire, some bounty hunters... And just about everyone else in the galaxy.
2: You know what? You just served up a heaping helping dish of copy pasta.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: I think the intern just said, you know, heck with it. It's the same thing.
0: Yep. Now let will see if it gets repeated for the next couple of weeks. There you go. So, well, we're going to do something a little different for the final Marvel Unlimited pick of the week. Um. We did this last year as as well, and I think it was very successful. We have gone to the vaults known as Marvel Unlimited, and we have each picked a Marvel holiday theme story, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa. I never did look to see if there was a Hanukkah story. But generally it's, a ho- generally, it's a holiday tale. Generally, it's a Christmas tale, because that is what this time of year is best known for. Um So, Kylan, let's go with your pick, since you went first in the normal picks.
1: Well, okay, so mine is... <laughs> And I'm hoping nobody... Well, well, no, I'm pretty safe from my last year. Um, <clears throat> I I went with the Marvel Holiday Comic from 2011. And uh, this is... Uh, it's a collection of um, four Marvel Digital... Uh, Marvel Digital Comics, actually. And so... The, the first story is a uh, spider-man it's a uh, it's a fun read it's a uh, it, it involves Spidey and actually a villain I'm not very familiar with uh Heart, um and And then, oh, what did that just do?
2: Thank you for (laughs) pressing the self-destruct button.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Although my uh, pick from last year came up, too. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, it almost did more ways than one.
1: Yeah, and so, um, and then the second pick is Wolverine. Oh, the second story, rather, is a Wolverine story, which was just kind of, it was good. It was all right. Um, And I just completely lost my story. (laughs) How the heck did that happen? Um, yeah, I'll, but so it's and it seems like this one seemed like the stories are a little bit more lighter. Um, this uh, in this group, so in this, uh, and I'm back to it. But yeah, it seems a little. Bit, it seems like a fun uh read. I would. It's one reason why I picked it, and um, you know, even on the cover it has an iconic. Has the you no? Know, you have your favorite Marvel characters all together in iconic poses. Even Hulk is shirtless and it's obviously very cold on top of a building in new york city which you know makes perfect sense (laughs) but yeah so that's that that was my pick so cool oh oh oh, but you oh you do get wolverine learning how to play uh ice hockey he's
2: canadian shouldn't he know that already i would would think think. so i would think
1: so but apparently he's he gets to learn how to play ice hockey all right how
0: about you eric
2: Okay, well, I was originally going to pick the Marvel Holiday Special from 2005, but turns out that was Kylan's pick for 2015. Uh, So I said, all right, well I can't do the same thing that he did last year, so I just went one year later, and uh, my pick is the Marvel Holiday Special 2006, and I am so glad that I did, because there are some, some really funny stories in here, and yes, These are not meant to be taken seriously. This is not dark and gritty kind of thing. Uh, You've got, uh, first of all, you've got the story Aim Lang Syne, where uh, you have basically the story of a guy named Joel. Uh, he is Peggy's date to a new year's office party. And this is a new character, Peggy parks, uh, Joel is her date to a new year's office party. But as it turns out, she works for aim, the advanced idea mechanics and many villains are there in attendance, a villain's Christmas party. That's basically what we got here. I mean, you've got the absorbing man, you got Titania, Arnim Zola, Batroc, the Leaper, MODOK, uh, and he's he's trying to handle it, but kind of struggling with it. And so, one minute before midnight, he tries to kiss Peggy, only to be interrupted by a rampaging Hulk. So Peggy, of course, is embarrassed about this. I mean, wouldn't you be if the Hulk rampaged through your office party? <laughs> uh, and she thinks that Joel really just wants to leave. However, he does get the kiss under the mistletoe at midnight. But that's that's only one of like four stories of this. Uh, story number two is how Finn Thin Fang Foom saved Christmas. What? <laughs> you heard that correctly. Thin Fang Foom saved Christmas. All right. So it basically starts off with Wong, uh, Doctor Strange's manservant. Uh, he is walking through New York City Christmas time, and of course, New Yorkers being New Yorkers, one of them bumps him and pretty much knocks him into Thin Fang Foom, who is walking around doing that "I hate all of humanity" kind of gig. Now, Wong loved reading stories about Fin Fang Foom as a kid. And so Wong decides he's going to follow him down the street. Well, they wind up in Times Square, and there's like a big uh, semi-truck with a giant robotic Santa causing a traffic jam. Okay? Well, as it turns out, a bunch of Hydra agents are hidden on the truck. The robotic Santa comes to life and, and of course, starts doing what giant robotic Santas do, and that's just, you know, stomp up the joint. Uh, Wong (laughs) tries to get Foom to help. Help, But, of course, Foom, since he hates humans, he refuses to help. Well, Wong says, all right, I'm very disappointed, but I'm going to do this anyway. So he tries to fight Hydra alone, and, of course, he gets his butt kicked. So Foom steps in and helps him. Mm -hmm. Then he directs Wong to drive the truck into the red-paging robot Santa where Foom pretty much sneezes fire onto it and blows it up. Oh. I I don't see
0: anything wrong with that. You
2: don't see anything wrong with that? Oh, my gosh. Well... At that point, the Hydra agents surround the two of them, but what comes up, what what happens next is that a, a neighborhood faction of Hydra, local Hydra, shows up and there becomes like, a, it's almost like a turf war peeing contest. It's kind of like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. Your turf is down there on 42nd Street. That, that sort of thing. Uh, so Foom just says, you know, just kind of incites a fight between the two of them while, while him and Wong get away. So Wong asks him if he hates humans so much, why did he save him. Foom says that, yes, I do hate humanity, but I don't like to see others fight alone. So, okay. But my favorite story out of this, my favorite story out of this, though, is A for Annihilus. It's a fantastic four story. You've got uh, Sue and Reed are out Christmas shopping, and Johnny Storm's out on a date. Ben is a, is alone in the Baxter building watching TV. So he gets bored. He starts wandering through the building, stumbles upon a door to the negative zone. He sticks his finger in the portal and accidentally releases annihilus from the negative zone hijinks ensue of course during their fight ben uses reed's untested turbulence gun that doesn't quite do the job uh just as ben seems defeated annihilus notices the show that's on the tv is one that he hadn't finished watching so ben threatens to unplug the tv if annihilus does not surrender think about this if you don't stand down i'll unplug leave it to beaver So then you cut to Reed and Sue coming home from Christmas shopping and find Ben and Annihilus asleep in front of the TV. Just that mental image right there is what sold me on this. Well, Oh, and there is the official handbook of the Marvel Universe entry for Santa Claus.
0: Well, my pick is <laughs> GLXmas number one. This came out in 2005. Um, Marvel's own Milwaukee-based misfits are back in their own double-sized Christmas special. Sure, they survived the GLA miniseries, but can Squirrel Girl, <laughs> Mr. Immortal, and Powell survive the holidays? Six all-new features of... Mockery, Morbility, Merriment, Including the Return of Grasshopper, Death Urge, And the Yuletide Tyranny of Dr. Tannenbaum, Written by Dan Slott, uh, But also creators George Genty, Paul Grist, uh, Mike Casala, And a special guest, Mike Wieringo, Were also involved in this. Now some of the story the, the story titles in this were great, And I loved the cover. Santa Slay pulled by squirrels. <laughs> um but the stories story titles Eggnog, Toilet Paper, and Peace on Earth.
2: Three things that you really want to have a lot of.
0: Secondary show title. That great <laughs> X-Men classic, Days of Christmas Past. <laughs> Didn't uh, Dickens
2: do that already?
0: The the third one, Getting Off on the Right Foot. Uh, the fourth one, Working Holiday. Now, for all for all of you, you might want to cover your ears on this one because it's squirrel on squirrel action.
1: <laughs> That's just and, nuts.
0: And then Seasons Greetings from the GLS but no i, I kind of almost instead of the now we have a shotgun ho 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 i kind of like the eggnog toilet paper and peace on earth
2: yeah yeah i would not uh, I, I would not argue that in the
0: least so um so those are our marvel Unlimited picks any final thoughts
2: you should have plenty of time over the holidays to read up on all of
0: these and then send us your comments to mmg at weebegeeks.net We'd be curious to hear your your tales of merriment on these books. What about you, Colin? Any final thoughts?
1: You know... I look forward to I look forward to the holiday books, to the holiday picks because generally it's not something I really look at. You know, I don't think about it, and so it's kind of cool to see that there's, uh, you know, even though they're there year round, you know, that there's something that's light and it's fun, and you're still in the Marvel universe. And you get to read yeah. something that kind of take your mind off of the crazy that's going on. So yeah.
0: yeah. Well, next week is going to be the second annual. Mighty Marvel Geeks non-awards because Fury still hasn't put the budget in for the actual award. So we will have the non-awards next week and we'll have a uh, we'll be joined by a panel of other people along with us to share in the non-awards. So stay tuned for that and until next time All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. I think we had some decent picks for for the holiday picks.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to, to um, seeing what's out there for this for this week's uh comic book uh, comic book day, especially yeah. Power Man Iron Fist.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I see that one could be on the Christmas pick list for next year.
1: Yeah, I'll just be studying up for it so I can pull it out for next year.
2: <laughs> so go ahead and say it. You want to wish everyone a sweet Christmas.
1: <laughs> I want to wish everyone a
0: sweet Christmas. <laughs> it's time to wish everyone a happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, and a sweet Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.